When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, it's Susan Pinkney, your host of the Southern Belle of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe this week's episode? YOLO! So do it. That's right, guys. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about you only live once. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Jimmy Lee Solomon. Met him in 1997 at the 11th annual AAA All-Star Game in Norfolk, Virginia. And he came to represent Major League Baseball. I had a moment to speak with him. He complimented me on my part in the production and execution of the game and all the events surrounding the game, as well as I had to address the crowd of executives I was the voice, the face, the person working with all the executives. And he complimented me and told me basically that, you know, I had a a huge career. And and he said, don't wait for anyone to give you permission to do anything. You give yourself permission. So this episode, we're dedicating to Jimmy Lee Solomon and rest in heaven, friend. I mentioned before that I always worked. I always had a job. I was never one to have things handed to me. So I I worked hard and I always was basically on my grind. And even with that, I find time to relax. I find time to do things that I want to do, even when times are lean. So as we've also talked about several times before, sometimes you're working and things are great. You know, finances are great. Money's flowing in. And sometimes you're on hold or you are waiting to see what's next or you're in between or you're day playing. So you have to be especially frugal and especially particular with how you spend your money. Everyone does, but it's more of a burden for people in the entertainment industry. I saw a quick article, something online the other day where they were talking about a cast member from the show Step by Step working at a gas station And they were saying it like it was this horrible thing. And he was a child actor, number one. And he's gainfully employed, number two. I don't see an issue or a problem except for the fact that the American perception is if the person has been in a movie or on a television show, then they should somehow be Bill Gates. That's not how it works. So you have to be extremely frugal. And you always have to figure out like what your next grind is going to be. One day I came home from work. This is when I was much younger, living in Virginia. I came home. There were two concert tickets on the counter. My stepfather used to work for the city for an entertainment venue that was owned and operated by the city. And he would always have tickets or passes to get into these events 
So I came home, two tickets on the counter to the Horde Festival. H-O-R-D-E, Horde Festival. And it was the band 311 and the headliner was Lenny Kravitz. Just so you know. I cannot say the name Lenny Kravitz without smiling. I cannot say the name Lenny Kravitz without remembering how cool it was the first time I ever heard any of his music. Like, I'm a huge Lenny Kravitz fan. That's my style of music. Like, I could listen to Lenny Kravitz all day, and I have. I love his music. So my stepfather had come across two tickets, and I didn't have anybody to go with me. So I immediately hopped on the phone. I called my closest friends, and this was obviously very last minute because it was late. I had just got home from work. The concert was coming up in an hour or two. Someone needed to be ready on the fly. So I called all of my usual suspects, you know, the girls that I worked with, my friends, everyone. No one wanted to change their plans for the evening and come to the concert with me. The last person I called was a relative. And I reached out to her and pleaded, like I literally begged, reminded her of all the things that I had ever done that I didn't want to do, but she asked me to do and I did them anyway. And she said no with a giggle in her voice and said, I'm sorry, I'm keeping you from going. And it was that moment where I realized that nobody was going to keep me from doing things that I wanted to do. That would be ridiculous. I was holding two concert tickets to a show I really wanted to go to. I had transportation. I was an adult. There was absolutely no reason in the whole world for me not to go, except for the fact that I thought someone should go with me. Yes, there's a such thing as being careful and protecting yourself and taking all the safety precautions you can take. That's very important, not setting that aside. But there was no reason why I shouldn't have been able to go by myself. So I got dressed super fast, grabbed my tickets, and I went to the concert. I remember parking and walking in and seeing everybody walking in in groups and clusters and having their friends with them. And I was all by myself. I wasn't afraid, like I didn't feel any fear, but I, it was a strange feeling to literally show up to a concert by yourself, not the movie theater, not dinner, a concert by yourself. So I go in and as I'm going in, I'm talking to some of the people who work there at the venue. I end up talking to a few people who worked for the Horde Festival. And within minutes, I was already draped in backstage passes. I did not go backstage because I was alone. However, it was fun to walk around throughout the concert with all these extra VIP passes and bracelets and being able to get food and drink and not have to pay for it. And I met so many people that evening. I probably had more fun by myself than I would have had somebody agreed to go with me because I was on my own schedule. I was able to do what I wanted to do. I enjoyed the concert the way I wanted to enjoy it. I danced when I wanted to dance. I got close to the stage when I wanted to get close to the stage. And I sat in the lawn when I wanted to sit in the lawn. So I can't imagine that the person that would have joined me wouldn't have had any type of opinion of where we go, if we eat, where we sit, where we stand, are we dancing? So it was that night that I realized, wait a minute, I am keeping myself from a 
whole world of activities waiting for and relying on other people to do things with me. That's ridiculous. So fast forward to the year 2014. 2014 was the first year I was the production manager for the show A Haunting that airs on the Discovery Channel Networks. So it was the first year that I was a production manager and it kicked my butt. I'm not going to sugarcoat that any kind of way. It kicked my butt. Just to kind of help you to understand, you have office hours. So you need to be in the office during office and business hours to deal with the executives, to deal with the finance people, to payroll and provide them to accounting, that kind of thing. I was there to make sure that whatever we needed for the following week to shoot was going to happen. I was there to make sure that the documentary shoots, which were separate from the reenactment shoots, were doing what they were supposed to do. So you have office hours from about nine to six, and then you are on call when you go home because whatever happens falls under your responsibility. So every penny spent affiliated, associated, related to the show has to be approved by you. So with that show, we prepped a week and the prep week was not cake. That was the week that you made sure that nothing would fall through the cracks the following week. And then you shot a week. And obviously your shoot week is very important because you have to make sure that every single shot you need, you get, and you have to make sure you do it one time and in budget, whatever that means. So I feel like I have a good relationship with God, but that didn't stop hurricanes from coming and that didn't stop flights being delayed. There were issues that were outside of my control, but that doesn't matter. You have to make sure that your show is shot on time within budget. So you prep a week and you shoot a week. And usually the shoot week, because of the nature of the show, a lot of our days were scheduled to have nighttime shooting, which meant that I would be up sometimes because last man wraps, whatever time the last man wraps. And then I have to make sure that if there were any incidents or anything that happened, all that stuff I'm aware of. Sometimes I would make a set visit. Sometimes I would just be at home, but I needed to be up with the crew until the last man wrapped. Sometimes that may have been four o'clock in the morning. If you are done working at four o'clock in the morning, you might need an hour or so, depending on how you sleep. You might need a little while to fall asleep. And then I had to be up and be back at work for my office hours. So the last man wrapped at 4 a.m. and I have nine o'clock office hours. There's supposed to be time in there between 4 a.m. and 9 o'clock a.m. for me to sleep and get up, get dressed, get cute, and drive an hour to work. That's what I'm saying. Between 4 and 9 a.m., I have to sleep, wake up, get dressed, drive an hour to work. So this was my routine. We did 16 episodes. So that was a minimum of 32 weeks Plus, we prepped prior to that and we did doc shoots. We started early and we did some in between the shooting. So unlike the producers and the directors who, the producers and directors would, um, it was three at the time. So they would 
each have a show, like every third show was theirs. So they had normal lives and normal hours in between every third show. Whereas there was one production manager and I was prep a week and shoot a week for 32 weeks, plus the documentary shoots and the pre-production of the entire show. I will say it again. The first year of being a production manager for a network television show kicked my butt. When the show wrapped, all I wanted to do was unplug and relax. I didn't want to be on email. I didn't want to have to take texts or phone calls. I just wanted to unplug and relax. And I was deciding, is this something that I want to do again? Is this something that I want to take on in the future? Is this the life for me? Am I the kind of person who can forego having, you know, normal activities, forego like sleep? Am I the kind of person who is okay with this lifestyle? And so I decided that I could only make those decisions on vacation. I reached out to several friends and I had several friends who were takers. They were like, yes, let's go on vacation. Let's go here. Let's go to Greece. Let's do this. Let's do that. Everyone was so excited and gung-ho. But then as we narrowed down the dates, okay, when can we make this happen? This is where it gets cloudy. People have lives and work. And so not everybody's schedule is going to mesh. And not everybody who says they're interested in going on vacation is really interested. They just kind of want to go or hope to go, but they're not going to execute it and see it through. As I started to realize that if I was going to go on vacation, I needed to do it by myself. I started looking at, well, where do I want to go? What's the safest way to do this? How can I go by myself? I'm always talking about the hookup because the hookup is important to me. There's a hookup that I have that I have to share with you. It's for Plexiderm. I know you've seen the commercials. It's where they do the time elapse and you can see that the product actually works. It's topical and it lasts for hours. And if you are interested in trying it, because I seriously am, you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit tryplexiderm.com. Use the code BELIEVE. Again, that's tryplexiderm.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. I always wanted to take a cruise, but I knew that to take a cruise, most cruise ships are double occupancy. So if you don't go with someone else on a cruise for most cruise lines, you are paying more than you would if you were going with someone else. There was one exception, and that was Norwegian. Norwegian had decided to make single cabins. So Norwegian Cruise Line decided that they weren't going to miss out on a whole industry of people who were willing and able to travel alone, but were kind of blocked out and priced out because if no one is going to go with you, then you're missing out on going on a cruise. So they designed these basically studio cabins that looked kind of disco-ish. I don't know, disco-ish, looked kind of loungy, like they had these kind of bright neon lights and lots of 
clear acrylic surfaces and it was an interesting looking cabin like it wasn't your classic cabin when you're on a cruise you most of the time are just using your cabin to sleep in anyway sleep in and get dressed those kind of things so it doesn't really matter the aesthetics of it and it had everything in it you need it it was ample size for one person but you definitely weren't looking to lounge in it there was no windows there's no balcony It was just a place to sleep. And I was looking into it, found one on a website, Discount Cruises or something like that. The cruise is taken off anyway. It was going to leave. So whether that cabin was booked or not, the cruise ship was still leaving. So through this website, they offered $299 for these studio cabins. That $299, think about this for a moment. That's for seven whole days of lodging. So that's like your hotel room. Seven whole days of meals, as many times a day you want it to eat, a variety assortment of different types of meals, um, and these banquet buffet type situations. And you got what they called like vouchers or coupons for the specialty restaurants. So that $299 covered also... I'm going to say it was four specialty vouchers. So you could go to the, the French bistro, you could go to the sushi place. Like they had little specialty restaurants that you needed reservations for, or you could just be lucky and walk up and see if they could seat you. And that was also included in this $2.99, as well as three different countries. So for $299, I had seven whole days of lodging, food, drink, and I went to three different countries. And I went to Jamaica, Cayman Islands, and Cozumel, Mexico, and then we circled back around and came back to Miami, which is where I took off from. I can't believe I forgot this part. And they had shows. So that $2.99 also included shows. Like it was a sanctioned Blue Man Group show on the ship. There was dueling pianos and there was an impersonator show. I mean, actual shows that you would see on Broadway or in Vegas were sanctioned and on the cruise line. All of this for $299. Like to me, that's kind of insane. Yes, now I understand that there's a such thing as more risk for the cruise industry. And I hope they really make it. I hope they do. Because when I think about it, It was one of the safest places that I ever went, meaning when you walk on, you have to sanitize your hands. This was in 2014. When you walk on, you had to sanitize your hands. Before you ate, you had to sanitize your hands. Like they actually had stations set up. And I'm sure it was because I think a few years prior to that, there was some like foodborne illness or something that was going around on cruise ships. So they tried to make sure that no one got sick on their watch. And They really did go above and beyond back in 2014 to keep everybody clean and safe and the ship clean and safe. So I really do hope that they survive all of the shutdowns and all the things that we're dealing with. On my cruise, I met so many nice people. And it was funny because my only agenda was to unplug, relax, contemplate my life, figure out what was next and not have any outside influences. I just wanted to relax. It actually, I needed to relax. I think my body, like every cell in my body needed to relax and unwind. On the ship, 
it was funny because I met the most amazing people. I met an attorney from Alabama who's the son of a judge. And I think his father was a physician, Alabama gentleman, who turned out to be like my best friend on the cruise because we were both in studio cabins. We kind of leaned on each other a little bit, met a couple from Scotland, and they were both attorneys as well. The mother told me that it was her first time leaving her adult son home alone. And she was nervous about the fact that he was by himself for the first time ever. And she, of course, even though she was there to spend that time with her husband and to connect with him, she was thinking about her child in Scotland. And so she took on kind of a mothering role in our little group of cast of characters that formed very quickly. I think we all met on the very first night of the cruise or the second morning of the cruise, she took on the mothering role in the group. And it was almost as if, you know, all the people who were traveling alone, with the exception of the couple from Scotland, we all just wanted to kind of look out for each other because we knew that the other people were traveling alone and going to, you know, different countries, Mexico, going to places that maybe sometimes Jamaica, you know, places sometimes maybe you should have somebody with you or have somebody who will miss you if you don't get back on the ship. (laughs) So we all like formed this little bond to look out for each other. And the bond continued after we left the cruise. I really would be not the same person had I not had that experience, even though I had to do it by myself because nobody else was committed to going the way I was committed to going. But I would be a different person had I not had that time to do that little bit of travel and to just indulge for very little money when you when you think about it. Like if I if I didn't do it because nobody else wanted to. All the things that I discovered about myself, my sensibilities, the things that I like and I don't like, try an escargot for the first time. And I have a video of that too. Let's see if I can find it and post it on Twitter. But I would not be the same person had I not just decided that I didn't need anyone else's permission to make my own decisions. Okay, I'm not going to sing it, but you know what I'm talking about. It's my prerogative. I really needed to do something for myself. And I almost waited or not did it at all because I couldn't find anyone else to commit to doing it with me. So going to a concert and going to three countries on your own on a cruise ship are a little bit different. But I have to encourage anyone who's ever thinking about doing something and waiting for someone else to give you permission to do it. Don't. If we learn one thing this year in 2020, life is short and it's valuable and it's precious and we don't need anyone else's permission to do things that will make us happy. Be safe, be cautious, you know, text people, let them know where you are, you know, give them updates, but live and don't wait for anyone else to tell you when and when you can't be alive. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast, as well as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find me, your girl, Susan Pinkney, 
one S-U-Z-Q-90210 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're interested in advertising, uh, please do contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you, guys. Look forward to talking to you next week. And YOLO. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.